It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Well, I'm here. I, I don't, Brady may not last the whole show. I'm staying away from any area team for the rest of the season. <laughs> I am the angel of death right now. Uh, they always play good when I'm there. All right, here's no, here's what we have to do. <laughs> I need to show up for the first quarter. Because my last two games, the first the starts of the games have been spectacular. And then I need to get the hell out of there and tag someone else in. Because between the Mooney game and the Port here on high game, both teams started with a score. Port here on high went up 16-0, Mooney went up 7-0. And then I believe they gave up a combined 69 points unanswered after those two scores. I, think actually, it was I actually think it's 71 points. Was it 36 or 30? I couldn't remember. I think it was 36 to 16. All right, so it was 36. Or maybe then. it was 34, 16. I'd have to go back and look. Either way. I've, and then they've given up a lot of points. Yeah. Mooney had a great start. Couldn't have asked for a better start, but we'll talk about that. Dennis, Brown City's just keeps proving they're really damn good. Yeah, uh, they're they're kind of fun to watch. Uh, it, it, it Like, it's nothing flashy, Brady. I mean, they, they don't do anything where you go – Oh, wow, this looks exciting, and yet they had a 71-yard touchdown run, a 69-yard touchdown run, and a 79-yard touchdown run among their seven touchdowns tonight. And the coach said to you, oh, yeah, they did a good job shutting yeah, down. Yeah, he, he was complimentary to the way Deckerville interior defense played, shutting down what they usually get their big scoring plays on, and they had to bounce outside tonight to, to get some scoring oh, plays. Oh, and we were wondering what Ubley would do. Oh my God, Ubley. Yeah. yeah. When, I, when I saw that score, I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Because Seminary is a good team, and Ubley made them look like not a good team. Yeah. So we'll talk about uh, that. Marine City didn't play tonight. The, they will play on uh, Saturday, and uh, we'll talk a little more about that as it's uh, all coming up here on the uh, Tri County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. 
Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, we're back, uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, and now it is the undaunting task of Brady Beaton to tell us about tonight's Cardinal Money football game with Clarkston Everest. First three and a half minutes went great. I mean, Dennis, okay, before the game, if I would have told you Mooney gets a turnover and a score in the first three minutes, and they, going into the second half, are plus three in the turnover department, you think things are going pretty good. I, w- I would think they have the lead or it's at least uh, a close game that anybody can win. And it was a close game, but, I mean, we'll, we'll play the highlights in a second, but it was one of those games, and I feel like I've said that this a few times about some some games. Every time there was a make-it-or-break-it play, Everest made the play. Like, one time they had Ever- – Everest was in a third and 22 – and ended up getting the first down on fourth and nine. And just things like that where anytime Mooney had a chance to grab momentum, like right before the half, you know, we'll, we'll play the highlights. I don't want to get ahead of myself. And then we'll talk about the game because, yeah, Mooney took one on the chin tonight. Everhart, quarterback for Cardinal Mooney. Shifts out of a tight look, trips right, one man left. Now Everhart puts in motion. Hazenleader, the lone man in the backfield, Wildcat look. Hazenleader takes a snap up the left side, cuts off the one defender, bounces off of the tackle at the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Home run, Hazenleader hits on the first play of the game for Cardinal Mooney. They're up 6-0. Cooper out of the gun, man in motion left to right. Snap, pitch. Walker looks for the corner, gets it. Touchdown, Everest. Twins right, twins left, one man in the backfield. Walker in motion, takes the jet. No, keeper up the middle. Cooper to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, to the goal line. Touchdown, Everest. Two plays, 47 yards. And Clarkson Everest has taken the lead here with 6.45 to go in the second quarter. Trips left. Nedwick behind Cooper, who's in the pistol. First and goal from the inch line. Snap, handoff, Nedwick, touchdown. Clarkson Everest, 21, Cardinal Mooney, 7. Start of the fourth quarter, second and nine, Everest from the Mooney 49-yard line. Out of the gun, Cooper, Mooney showing pressure. Man in motion, right to left, triple option. Handoff, Nedwick up the middle, 45-40. No one's going to catch him, 25-20, 15-10, touchdown, Everest. Snap, handoff, Nedwick, right side, tries to bounce the outside, breaks the tackle to the five, to the goal line, to the end zone. Out of the gun, Everhart quads right, one man left. From the Everest 15, first and 10. Hazen leader in motion right to left. Snap, straight drop, Everhart, time, throws, left side, end zone, caught! Touchdown, Cardinal Mooney. Brendan Hazen leader came back on an underthrown football. Cooper 
Snap, handoff, up the middle, untouched, into the end zone, number 24, Andrew Gaglio. Heavy formation, Everhart under center, Hazenleader the deep man from the five. Snap, pitch right, Hazenleader looks to the edge, cuts inside, to the five, back to the edge, across the goal line, into the end zone, touchdown Cardinal Mooney. Yeah, so the anatomy of this game was weird. Um, first drive, Clarkson Everest, bad snap. Hazen Leader falls on it. First play out of the Wildcat touchdown. and It's sunshine and rainbows at, for Cardinal Mooney. Then Everest moves down the field and scores, which, you know, good teams do that. Okay, we're, we're going to have a ball game. Mooney moves the ball down, gets inside the 40, gets stopped on fourth down, and then... Clarkson Everest, as you hear, scores on two plays. Oh, no, that, sorry, that was in the second half. It was 14-7 the whole second quarter. Um, Mooney did get stopped on fourth down, but they ended up getting the ball back on another bad snap. Uh, they traded field position. Drew Dowitz made a great read on a screen, took it to the 15, but with like two minutes left to go in the half. Mooney has the ball down 14-7. They get the ball to start the second half. And they get stopped on a goal line stand as time runs out in the half. And you felt like that's when Mooney just mentally lost an edge or was deflated because they come out in the second half, three and out punt. Everest comes down and scores. And they kind of slowed down Mooney the rest of the game. They stopped him on another drive inside the 40, or I think inside the 30 that time. So now through three quarters, that's three times you've been not just in plus territory, but deep in plus territory and get stopped. And then the floodgates kind of opened in the fourth quarter. So it, it sounds to me like there were opportunities, but – they kind of let it get away from themselves, the, the, and it kind of it kind of got out of hand. Is it because I want to give Everest some credit because I think they're a good football team, and actually when I look at what they've been doing in recent weeks, they've been scoring a lot of points. I mean, they scored seventy one points last week. So this they had nine drives, six were touchdowns, three were turnovers, but two of the turnovers are bad snaps, which is just luck. If we're being honest, it's just luck. Like, hey, great, you don't apologize. Take it, make them pay. You didn't make them pay. And Mooney never, I mean, when the other team's punter never has to come on the field, that's an issue. Yeah. And I, I said this to you when we were when you got in and we were talking about the game is it's one thing if a team goes and plays a game and they give them their best shot, they fight to the end, and they just, lose a game to a really good team. That's something you can can live with. Like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, Al, like Almont Ovid Elsie. Yeah. Those are two teams that fought to the bitter end, and Ovid Elsie was a touchdown better. It happens. Hey, winning playoff games is not easy to do. Like, it happens. St. Clair cross Lex last year. St. Clair went out and played a great game, but cross Lex was just better. And you can kind of leave and go, hey, St. Clair, you, you can rest easy knowing that you didn't leave anything out on the field. It just leaves a – this game left a sour taste in my mouth because it felt like Mooney played like a C-plus game at best. Yeah, and the shame here is, is because they check so many things off the list. And, you know, they, they won a league title. They made it to the prep bowl. Beat Shrine. They won a playoff game. Yeah. They yeah, finally beat, beat Shrine, finally beat Everest. Um Hazen later, two thousand yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Um and, and you 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 kind of look at it and go cause cause the bad part about this is had Mooney won, they're in a semifinal. They're in the semifinal. Everest is in the semifinal. Folks, I know they have to technically play the game. But tomorrow Parkway Christian and Detroit community. For one of them, it's their last game. For the other, they're just going to be slaughtered in the next game. Well, you at least get a trophy out of that one. But, yes, point taken. Um, and, yeah, again, if if we went and let's say it was a similar game to last time and Mooney loses 21-16, you come back and you go, you know what? Two it's even two teams. Re- two yeah. really good teams, and you just didn't get the bounce. But – when when you're 
when you can't get a stop defensively in Dennis all year, we had talked about how good the Mooney defense had been. And even last week, hey, they gave up a couple early touchdowns, then they tightened it up against Bishop Foley. They gave up three scores in the first half and then tightened it up. And Clarkson Everest kind of had their way with them. And it just a, a good way to put this Mooney team and the performance was, I guess, stale is you were expecting something big, something new, something. It, I, I don't want to. I'm trying to look for the right word, but it just what whatever it was wasn't there tonight. And it, again, it just leaves that sour taste knowing you didn't go out in your best game or your best effort. And I give a lot of credit to Clarkson Everest after losing a game at East China earlier in the year. They came in here and and stole Cardinal Mooney's lunch money. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't like this matchup. Like, at first, we saw the draws and we're like, ooh, Mooney escapes Ubley and Harbor Beach. It looks like it's an easier run. Which I still maintain it is. We'll get to that. Uh, I, I just looked at that Everest game and I said, you know, that's not a game I want to play over. No. Like, we got our win. Let's wait till next year to to prove that, you know, we're worthy. I didn't want to play them again. No. Uh, had we done picks this week, I'm probably picking Everest. Yeah, but again, if they lose this game and they lose, like I said, a one-score game where you battle and they just made one or two plays, you know what? I'm still disappointed, but I can live with it and I can go, hey, this is a great Mooney season. They just had to play a really great program in Everest twice and they came up on the show like okay Kingston Deckerville I've been using that example for a long time Kingston fought tooth and nail with Deckerville last week and lost a six-point game it sucks but you, you went out there and you fought and then you had chances to win and you didn't At, Dennis I'll be honest after they didn't score going into the half even then, it felt like they had to do that just to stay in it because moving the ball for Mooney felt like pulling teeth, where for Everest, it looked fluent, it looked easy. And even when, you, when Everest was behind the sticks, you went, all right, you're thinking, all right, how are they getting the first down? And again, I can't emphasize enough, anytime there was a play where you think, ooh, this will be a big impact play, whether offense, defense, what have you, Everest made the play. Um, again, I'll give them credit, and it, it does sound like, you know, it wasn't the best game that Mooney played all year. But, again, and I know they don't want to hear about it, and they don't want to – there are no moral victories at this point. But still, that program's going in the right direction now. They're finally relevant after more than a decade of being irrelevant. Back-to-back uh, -back seasons, uh, they had a chance to win nine games for the first time since I don't know when. Like, I think it was not 2000 or 99. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about things that they haven't been able to do in 20 years. They're able to do. The next big step now is making a deep run. But again, let's consider the fact that they won their first playoff game the week before since 2011. So you can't expect them to be making a state championship run in what is basically year two of them getting better. No, but again, I would. it's not that they lost, it's how they lost. Like I can stomach a loss if they play well, but they. I think a good step would be, hey, you show up and you fight in the big district playoff game. Like That's, that's a step in and of itself because I don't think anyone's sitting here criticizing if Everest scores with two minutes to go and wins 28-21, and we go – all right, but they have made a lot of positive strides, but I have to imagine for everyone in that locker room, this leaves a very bitter taste going into the offseason. And hopefully they use that as motivation going into next year in, in a season that they felt they could have went out on a better note. And it'll be interesting next year because they will be a different football team next year. Very different. No Brendan Hazen leader. No Ryan Trombley. Among others, I think Miyaki's a senior. I think Bright might be a senior. They have they lose some really good players. They bring some good players back, but there are yeah, there are going to be some heavy, heavy 
hitters that leave that team. And, hey, you don't get got classes like that all the time. Like, especially in D8, you have to really take advantage of it. And, yeah, we talk about the process, but in high school football, it's not linear, and there is a lot of turnover. So when you do have those opportunities, you have to take advantage of it. All right, so uh, Mooney loses on the other side, and we'll talk about Ubley a little later, but Ubley in D8 is still alive by yes. a lot. Yes. <laughs> and and they got maybe some surprising news on the other side of their bracket. Yes, we'll talk about that later. Um, Dennis, you just saw uh, a ton of – well, no, let's – I'll put it this way. You saw Brown City's worst offensive game in a month. Yeah, uh, and, and it was still pretty <laughs> impressive. Uh, and they did it against a, a Deckerville team that, folks, isn't a bad football team. But they just – they had no chance tonight, and you could kind of see it. Like Their their chance was they got the ball first, had a six-minute drive, and got stopped on a fourth down, and two plays later they were down eight to nothing. Uh, and at that point, Good night. they didn't have a chance. Uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one -one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. 
We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. Uh, I did eight-man football tonight. This was a regional championship game or a quarterfinal, however you want to say it. There's a trophy afterwards. It's a regional final. And, uh, and Brown City was getting that trophy. And like I say, the, the game started. Deckerville got the ball first, and they they ran uh, an 11-play drive that took six minutes off the clock. They got stopped on a fourth down play at the Brown City 26-yard line. So not a bad start for Deckerville. No, they, they, they kept the offense off the field, and then it took Brown City just two plays to go 74 yards, score the game's first touchdown, make a two-point conversion, and then before you knew it, it was 22 to nothing. Like, it happens that fast when the Green Devils are going. Let's take a look at the highlights, and then we'll talk more about this one. Deckerville had a long drive, but they turned it over on downs at the 26. Now the Green Devils go to work. Ford now for offer in motion. They'll pitch to him, running to the left. He'll cut it upfield, and there he goes down the far sideline to the 50, to the 40, to the 30. 20, 15, 10, 5, forget it, touchdown. Kyle Affer goes 71 yards for a Green Devil score. Ford to the left, Affer to the right, and it's Ford, and he's got room down the near sideline to the 10 to the 5, and he'll walk it into the end zone for a Green Devil touchdown. 25 yards to Clint Ford. They ran several great fakes, and I don't think the Deckerville defense knew Ford had the football until he was almost in the end zone. This is Ford looking to cut up field, and he does, and he blows by everybody. Ford to the 50, to the 40, to the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, forget it. He's into the end zone for a 69-yard Brown City touchdown run. Give Ford 112 yards rushing on just five carries. 69 of it comes right there. And that will make it 22 to nothing for the Green Devils. Ford with his second touchdown of the game. Garza wants to keep this time. Garza near the goal line, and he's into the end zone for a Deckerville touchdown. And with 5.21 to go in the half, the Eagles have landed, and they cut it to 22 to 6, pending the extra point here. Ford to the left, after to the right. Ford goes motion right. They fake to him. Rolling out is Cooper. He's got the five, and he's got room inside the five and into the end zone for a Green Devils touchdown. A six-yard run by Lawson Cooper for the latest Brown City score. And with 1.26 to go in the half, they go up 28-6. to Potts is still the guy in there. They'll send him in motion. And Cooper looking to throw, fires, and this time Ford is open, and he'll grab it in the end zone for a Green Devil touchdown. On fourth and goal from the 12, Lawson Cooper threw a dart into the end zone to Clint Ford, and he has got his third touchdown of the game. It's 36-6 to for the Green Devils. And Brown City will go back to work here, and it's Cooper going straight ahead. He's got a big hole. Cooper to the 40. To the 50, it's a foot race, 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, forget it. He's into the end zone for a Brown City touchdown, 79 yards for Lawson Cooper. After in motion, they'll pitch it back to him, running far side. Bounces off a tackle to the 5 and then breaks another tackle and he's into the end zone for a Brown City touchdown. Six-yard run for Kyle Affer. That's his second touchdown of the game. So Ford, Cooper, and Affer all with two scores, 52-6, to six, with 9.45 to go here in the ball game. And that would end up being the final score. And then afterwards, I caught up with James Cooper, the head coach of the Green Devils. 
with Coach Cooper after another impressive Brown City win, 52-6 to over Deckerville. You win the regional, and you're headed to the uh, semifinals. First, uh, talk about your football team. They had a long drive on you to start the game, and you get the stop, and then you score on your second play, and you really never look back after that. Yeah, that was, I mean, the whole goal coming in was we knew we had to get stops. Uh, most teams have just struggled to stop us from scoring, so we needed to make sure we didn't get in a shootout. And uh, we thought they would come. We didn't know if we'd get them right away or it'd be like last week where we battled for a little while and then kind of wear them down. But, uh, no, we got stops early, and, and we were able to pop plays like we have been. They actually did a really good job of shutting down our main inside run play with Kyle uh, Affer uh, to one side. But uh, we've been able throughout the season to, to have weapons off of that. And as you can see, Clint Ford on uh, our edge play, and even lost in quarterback spots, been able to get inside of those runs. Um, it all just came together. The, the game might have already been over, but I really think you broke their back on the fourth and goal from the 12 where you threw the pass to Ford and got the score. Yeah, uh, it's, it's tough in situations like that when you get into long distance where they kind of know probably a pass is coming, but we've been so effective running the ball, they still have to honor our motion and our sweep to the edge. And uh, Clint's a great receiver. He's actually might be a better receiver than a runner. It's just our offense has kind of morphed into a, a real powerful running offense. So um, but he can catch the ball, and he's done that a couple times to break some teams' backs. The, the bad part about all this is you're going to have to wait till tomorrow to find out who you're playing in the next game. It's a home game if it's uh, Adrian Lenaway Christian. It's a chance to get back at Martin if they win. Yeah, exactly. We said we were really looking forward to this next week and, and hopefully getting to this next week because one of two things would happen. We'd either get that rematch that, that really they did kind of take it to us a little bit, but we also know that we, we put ourselves in a bad spot and we wanted a shot at it again. And then the other thing is, is the returning or the uh, defending state champ coming here if they can pull it off. So either way, now we're in good position. We can relax a little bit. And, um, I'll watch that game tomorrow and get ready. All right, congratulations. Very nice win. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, he's just kind of a laid-back kind of a guy. He knows he's got a good football team, yeah. but he also knows that they've got tough games ahead. But does that sound like a coach that just won a regional title, first year of eight-man, and they're lighting the world on fire? They had, okay, they had 434 yards rushing, and they scored seven touchdowns on their first seven drives. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Like, okay, you're Deckerville, you're coming in, you know they have an explosive offense, so you're trying to slowly move the ball down the field, and it's going well. You kill about half the first quarter, you come up just a bit short, and then you blink and you're down three scores. Yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy. Ford had 16 carries for 158 yards, two touchdowns, plus he caught a 12-yard touchdown pass, so that's what he did. Uh, Lawson Cooper, the quarterback, 10 rushes for 157 yards, and he scores two touchdowns uh, and throws a touchdown pass, uh, only attempting two passes in the game. And uh, Kyle Affer, who they stopped tonight, yeah, th had 13 carries for 115 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, stopped him. <laughs> like, again, I, I said this back in week one, and I'm going to say it again now. Brown City is the poster child for why eight-man works and why it's why teams should make the jump because, okay, Dennis, let's be honest. Those are three really good players. But if Brown City's playing 11-man in the GTC East, at best they finish, what, third in the East probably. Like, I don't – Beach and Ubley would probably be the two teams that beat them. And they go five and four, six and three. And yeah, you know, you don't even know really because – this is the thing that Coach Cooper said to me the first time I covered him when they played Sutton Bay. He's like, we knew we had talent. Our problem was players 9 through 11 that you have to put on the field in an 11-man game. We didn't have guys that were good enough. The depth. Um, and so I, I even see them in the GTC East struggling with Cass City and struggling with Marlette. As talented as they are, they would score – but they'd probably give up a lot more. Because the other thing you have to remember, too, is not only do you have three more guys on offense, you have three more guys on defense. So do you have guys that maybe – you can tell me, how much does Affer, Lawson, and Ford play defense? They play, play every down. Okay, so you have those guys, but you have to find now other people to fill in for those six spots. Do you use three guys on both sides? Do you use six guys – that play offense and defense, and that makes a big difference. And Brown City's found a lot of success. And guess what? Trophy's still the same. 
Yep. Still says regional title. It doesn't have an asterisk on it. No. And tr- if you've never watched, there wasn't the- anybody at that game in the stands, and there were a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They're getting a lot of support who wasn't enjoying what was going on. Right. They didn't go. Well, there's only 16 guys on the field and not 22. They 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 got to beat the snot out of Deckerville, probably for a lot of the 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 old timers. That didn't happen too much when no. they were younger. No. Um. And they, I'm sure, they enjoyed. Beating a rival by 46 points. And beating Peck earlier in the beating year. Beating Peck earlier beating in the K-Pac year. Beating K-Pack at yep. the end of the season. I mean, uh, I, I don't hear anybody complaining or anybody saying that it's not legit. They're 10-1 and one now. Uh, their only loss is to Martin. The uh, Tomorrow at 1 or Saturday at 1, whenever you're listening to this, it's Martin against Adrian Linaway Christian. Linaway Christian's the defending champs. Martin, at one time, they were the number one team in the state this year. The first time they played Brown City, they were ranked number one. Yes, but they lost to two teams that were ineligible for the playoffs, North yeah. Point Christian and Breckenridge. I'd have to double check. Anyways, uh, both teams are eight and two. Let's see. Martin um, lost to Bridgman. Dang it. I knew it started with a B. Brown, Brown City, of the, the four teams uh, in, in the bracket on that side, Brown City's the two seed. Mm-hmm. Martin's the one seed. So if Martin wins, Brown City's got to go on the road to get a rematch against the only team that's beaten them. And the score of that game wasn't pretty. It was 49-6. to Brown City lost. Uh, so you know that they wouldn't mind getting a second chance there to prove that that was a fluke. Right. Uh, but even though Lenaway Christian's the defending state champs, if they win that game, They've got to come to Brown City because Brown City right. has more playoff points. Which, it's not crazy to flip that. I know that's a lot of points to flip. But I do want to at least mention this for a second because of how much this score caught me by surprise in 11-man that Lance Cruz beat Lakeview 42-7. to And that blew my mind because I thought, <laughs> if anything, it would be the other way, yeah. judging from what you said. Yeah, well, the way Lakeview played against Northern – I didn't think there was uh, the PH or Lance Cruz would beat them. Like, did Lakeview get kids suspended? I <laughs> because Lance Cruz. Listen, they were a nice team, but I did. I thought they they lost to Lakeview thirty-seven nothing earlier in the year. Does they one, might not have had their quarterback. That makes the question: Does one player really make no. that big of a difference? Okay, if they win the game forty-eight to forty-five, okay, fine. Your offense was able to get going. He doesn't play defense. That doesn't make like that shouldn't take you from thirty-seven to seven points unless there were other people missing. It's just that that result. Well, maybe their offense mind. had the ball all the time. Their defense didn't have to play. Well, they have it for forty <laughs> minutes. They scored forty-two points. <laughs> um, they had but, it for some part. Of but the game. my point with bringing that up is that is an example of someone flipping a result from earlier in the year that I. Dennis, if you would have said, all right, make a mo- put your this month's mortgage on the result of this game, I'd have put two months on Lakeview because there would have been no way they were going to lose that game, and they win in running time. Yeah, uh, again, I, I would have also, after seeing the Lakeview game, I didn't see Lance Cruz against PH. You saw that one. But after seeing Lakeview run the ball on a northern team that didn't let anybody run the ball against them this year and they ran the ball i just was like wow yeah and apparently they who's going to stop them in this region or this district yeah so that was just something so congratulations to brown city it's well deserved and i'm glad that the green devils get a little bit of success I mean, Dennis, forget the nine-win plateau. This is their first winning season since 2011. And you know what it does? It gets kids more excited. Hey, everyone loves a winner. Now you might get a few more kids out. So what does that do? Maybe now you're going to be able to sustain success because people see, hey, we're an eight-man, and this is what we've done before. Hell, yeah, we can keep winning. (laughs) And you, it, it, it invigorates the youth. It invigorates the school. I mean, that's huge. That is huge, isn't it? Uh, I, you know, I hope that um, 
more kids do get excited about it and do come out and uh, play uh, football next year. Here's my other question for you, Brady, because um, I I think next year Brown City is going to get into the to the stars. You'd assume so. Um, which will help them travel wise in a big way. <laughs> but you think? don't you think the schedule they played this year made them better for this time of the season? Yeah. Pack playoff team Sutton's Bay uh, semifinalists from a year ago. Uh, the last three years. Uh, yeah, Vermontville Maple Valley's good. Britton Deerfield uh, semifinalists. Messick, Misick, whatever. Talked about not sick. Um, <laughs> was a good team. Martin, we talked about, was number one when they played them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really think it does because Oakland Christian finished, what, second in the Stars? Yeah. They mollywopped them. They mollywopped them. I like when he uses that word because I don't know what it means. I don't know. It's <laughs> beat the tar out of them. Okay. But, I mean, I, I just <laughs> – I can't sing the praises of Brown City and – I know we did our like our Blue Water area. Well, Blue I, I Water know sports. what we have to do is we have to keep you away from them. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I mean, I guess I've only – it's only been two losses in the postseason. Two big ones. Well, These the, are playoff games. This is important stuff, The Lodge Cruise one doesn't look so bad now, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you're up 16 to nothing at home, I blame that on you. Where was I week nine? Didn't some? Oh, Northern St. Clair. So you're all right there. I mean, yeah. I mean, a local team was going to win. So I don't know. Maybe I am the kiss of death. Maybe not. Maybe I just got two bad matchups. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I I I think. That, and, and you, like you beat Northern on your watch. Uh, well, that that was apparently a fluke. <laughs> Why? Because Lance Cruz blew him out tonight. Apparently, yeah. Northern wouldn't have gotten blown out by Lance Cruz. So you produced the fluke. I blame you. But, you know, I think you could send me to Ubley, and I don't think that would change a damn thing. I don't think any hex well, that I'll, I have. I'll put it this way. If you went up to Ubley and they suddenly lost a football game, you're done. You're, you're done doing football. You, don't, you, you can come in and, and talk football, but you're done doing football. And it's, that, that's not me. That's, That's going to be all the coaches in the area. They're going to go, wait a minute. No, you're going to have to send me as a sleeper cell to the other areas. Wait, wait a minute. And I'll have to go do, like, cover Frank. I, I know LeGros would ban you. <laughs> anyway, ugly <laughs> uh, uh, good. Talk next. Yes, we will do that. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. 
Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Had to get the uh, calculator. Oh, this is a couple times tonight I've had to go to the calculator. Uh, but I just uh, I like to be accurate. Uh, get that, that, and then that. You're you're looking up 448 s- yards just on the ground for Ubley tonight. Um, and and they never threw a pass. They, they never threw a pass. So uh, almost 450 yards of offense just running the uh, the football. Uh, Mark uh, had like only carried 13 times, had 193 yards, and scored five touchdowns tonight. That's 14.8 per carry. And then, oh, by the way, Seth Marr, he's okay. Just seven touches, 108 yards, two touchdowns, 15.4 and, and, and average. And I think he's a split end, and most of his stuff comes on the jet sweep. And then Aiden McElwack or McElwiak? McElwiak. McElwiak. Why do you struggle with that name so much? I, well, okay, it's the, I saw it for the first time tonight. Looking no, at you, it, you said it, out it weird a couple weeks ago when he had a couple of touchdowns. Well, because it looks like McElwiak. McCoyak. McCoyak. I'm sorry, it's spelled like that. McCoyak. Um, I was talking about him because I want to compliment him. He only carried five <laughs> times, but every time he touched the ball, he got 19 yards, 96 yards. <laughs> Couldn't find the end zone. But still, Evan Peruski had 29 yards, Dennis, and he was a non-factor in this game because he just needed to hand it off. By the way, McCoyak had 10 tackles and a TFL as well and a fumble recovery. Yeah, that's – I mean – it's it's to a point where we use stupid as a compliment. Yes. And and I mean you've got okay, McCoyak nineteen yards per touch, Maurer fifteen and a half yards per touch, and Heilig basically fifteen yards per touch. All right, Dennis. And Peruski, who is a non factor, seven yards every time he ran. I want you can you go back in your book? Did you keep the stats for the Mooney Lutheran Seminary game? Do you have that? Uh, it's in a different book. Gotcha. Just guesstimate. Um, you don't don't you don't have to look it up. Just give me a no, ballpark. I got it right here. What did Evan Wakefield have against Cardinal Mooney back in week it two? It was uh, two hundred and sixty-eight yards. It was a lot, year. wasn't it? Two hundred and sixty-eight yards on twenty-three carries. He carried eighteen times against Dubly for eighty yards and a fumble. Four point four yards per carry, and Dennis. We know he's a damn good player. What did Ryan 
Dabe have? Oh, nobody else on their team did anything. <laughs> well, he was the other da- one that da- – Dabe, uh, one, two, three, four carries, 41 yards. Yeah, 10 carries, 68 yards for Seminary. They ended with 280 total yards. Oh, sorry, that's all-purpose yards. They had 167 total yards against Ubley, and we know Ubley is that good. It was 49. I don't even know if we said the final score. They beat Lutheran Seminary 49-14. They were up 49-7 going into the fourth quarter, 35-7 at halftime. Dennis, this game was over at the end of the first quarter. Yes, it was. And this is a Lutheran Seminary team who we said is really good. I thought they were good. Like they can, they can't good. throw the ball though. I will say that they had 17 yards passing tonight. They had minus five against Cardinal Mooney. But uh, like, I don't know if if Ubley's not the favorite to win D8. I someone better come at me with a really good argument. Well, I don't. You know, I mean, and by the way, just based on on what they do to everybody, and again, they've played some really good. Teams. They, they've played teams that aren't used to lose. Seminary's not used to losing 49 to 14. They lost one tough game, and that was to Ithaca, who is a really good football team. And by the way, for some people who might say Beale City's the best, 28 27, they lose to Fowler. So Ubley hosts a regional game. Yeah, they, they don't have to go through their arch nemesis of the last few years. The team that knocked them out in the semifinal. They're knowing them, they're probably disappointed about that. Yeah, they might want another uh another crack at them. But Fowler's not a bad team by any means, Dennis. Uh but again, Ubley's just like what 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 more can we say about Ubley? Like this is a game we thought even if it's fifty two to 28 like something like that lutheran seminary might make it close for a bit i think the first score came like 60 seconds into the game like ugly showed up kicked lutheran seminary in the teeth and then got it to running time and said all right give us our district trophy whatever i went to check a score in my pregame tonight because we started a half hour later in brown city in my pregame, and I'm thinking, okay, they haven't been playing that long. See if there's any score yet. And it was already 21 to nothing, Upley. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what? I'm like, okay, first quarter score, 21 nothing, Bearcats. Being the Bearcats. Right. By the way, uh, one stat you left out on McCoyak, he recovered a fumble, too. I tonight. said that. Did you? Yeah, I did. I thought you just said the 10 tackles. No, no, I gave him his credit where he's due because it was, again, stupid. What he <laughs> was doing, and like you just look at what Ubley's done. At, at this point, I almost don't care who Ubley has to play because Ubley's been so good. I'm I feel sorry for the other team. Like, like Fowler's a good team. Like here's some of the wins they had. They beat Puamo Westphalia this year. That's a really good win. Granted, Puamo Westphalia finished the season at six and five, so it's not the Puamo Westphalia that was winning like four straight D seven titles. Uh, their one loss was to Lanesburg, who is about a D six ish school, um, who went six and three and actually missed the playoffs. So that's Fowler's one loss, but they beat Beale City, and that's a big win for them. But you're going to Ubley, so hey, congrats. You were able to steal a district title. I don't think you're coming within 28 points of a regional title. Just uh, kind of looking around here, Brady, just because curiosity. Um, Ovid Elsie lost 20 to nothing to Lansing Catholic. Which, it, look at Lansing Catholic's schedule. And they're the defending state champs, yes. right? So, again, not super surprising. I know Goodrich beat or yeah, Goodrich beat Freeland ten to nine. So after scoring sixty one points, you get held to nine, which I the report I got was uh Freeland was up nine to seven. Goodrich blocked a punt and then kicked a field goal in like the last two minutes or something like yeah. that to win the game. This says forty nine to seven last cruise being late. Oh sorry, forty nine <laughs> Wow. Seriously. <laughs> Dennis, you watched that game. And <laughs> 
that shocks me. Is that that might be the most surprising result? Off the reservation here, triple overtime. Dewitt fifty six, Mount Pleasant forty nine. Which did you see last Saturday? Who was it? It was Waterford Mont and Saginaw Heritage. I think had the second highest scoring game ever. Yeah, it was like seventy one to sixty four or something like that. Um, but anyway, back to Ubley. And uh, St. Mary's rolled past Lamphere 35 nothing. Shocker. Um, yeah, the last few weeks, you beat Seminary by 42, and Dennis, they probably could have beat them by 50, 62, but running time's a thing. Like, seriously, I think I said it on Thursday's show. What is the complaint you can have with Ubley? Like, if, I, if you wanted to nitpick and you were paid to smear ugly and you had to run up like one of those political campaigns what would you say about ugly they haven't had to play a tough second half but that's a compliment to them but that's like the only thing you could to, even... to me that's a compliment like it's like they they only forced one turnover this week again this is the single most <laughs> dominant season i think i've ever seen to this point for any area team like i said for even like the marine city teams that won state titles a couple of them lost games like and they would have one game where they were challenged and and had to pull it out against a really good team ugly's just they've outscored opponents 541 to 70 think about that well that would be my complaint they've given up 70 points how come they don't have 11 shutouts <laughs> Do you think it's like, like, I, I want to know how many points they've given up. Has, in the has first anybody half. has anybody gotten two touchdowns on them this year? Yeah, Marlette and Lutheran Seminary. Okay, I want to know how many points they've given up in the first half. Like, I'd like to see the first half point differential between Ubley and their opponents because I bet you they have not given up more than. 28. I bet you they've given up less than four touchdowns in the first half. <laughs> and you know what also is impressive? That I think looking through these scores, they've probably missed one or two extra points all season. And for D8, that's impressive. Yeah. Either that or when they go for two, they end up with an even number they, every they time. They don't ever have to go for two. I know. So, <laughs> like, what I'm what else am I going to say about Ubley? They get to host a regional game. Like, think then, about this. If you're Ubley and you give up a score and they go for two and they make it and it's eight to nothing, when you come back and score, you don't have to go for two. You can just kick the extra point because you know you're going to score the next eight touchdowns in the game. I'm sure this has happened before. <laughs> and I'm sure, like, I'm sure some of these dominant private schools, like I'm sure D- Detroit DePores did it in, in their heyday, and I'm sure they were really good teams. But – Ubley has not trailed this season. How many teams have gone coast to coast and never trailed? Ubley so far. Like, I, I have, still have a game or games to play. I have to imagine, like, there were some unbelievable teams, especially at the lower level. Like like I said, DePores, go, go look on the historical site and see what they did. Don't, don't you want Clarkston Everest to get to the finals now so that they can play Ubley and Ubley can spank them? That would be a little cathartic. <laughs> that would, would, would that make you feel a little bit better looking up at Ford Field and seeing Ubley fifty Everest six? That would yeah, that would be like <laughs> would be like getting my lollipop after getting all my shots at the doctor's <laughs> office. Uh, this score is relevant because it ties into the, our Saturday night game. Frankenmuth beat Swan Valley thirty one to nothing. They await the Marine City Flynn Hamity winner. We'll wait for F Muth. After Marine City hopefully takes care of Hamity, lucky for Marine City, I won't be at this game. Yes, because I'll be with Wayne State. We're making sure of this. So, Dennis, real quick, because we don't have a lot of stuff, do you want to save your Fmuth story for Tuesday, or can you tell it right now? No, we'll we'll save that for <laughs> another time. Let, let's let's let let's not get ahead of ourselves, and let's let All that right. one be a thing. Before we worry about it, one thing that uh, uh, we can mention, though, is uh, the uh, Blue Water Sports Writer Association. We are part of that. Yes. And we released uh, our, our award winners. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, our team of the year was Port Huron Northern. Yes. Eight, um, well, again, just clarify, only regular season. So this is the playoffs are not taken into account. And certain teams are off the list it's, because the other members don't so follow So it's them. us two, Brendan Welper of the Times Herald and Callie Newberry of the Sports Report, MI. They so, don't cover Ubley, so we couldn't vote on right, Ubley. Right. So it's basically the BWAC, our local MAC teams, and Mooney. Those are the teams that basically we all cover and we all can make informed reports about because, like, there are some teams, I mean, like North Branch, technically the Times-Herald doesn't cover, but he, they know about him. And I don't think Callie covers Cardinal Mooney or hasn't yet, but they, she still knows about it. The, the GTC East is kind of we're the only ones that do that, Nate, man. We're the only ones that do that. So mm. keep that in mind. Maybe Tuesday show we'll talk about who would have been in contention had we considered those teams, but yes, Portier Northern was our team of the year. Eight and one regular season, set the school record for point differential. Never gave up more than sixteen points in a game. Yeah, that's uh, a hell of a year. Our player of the year was Brendan Hazen. Later, yep. Uh, again, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm throwing the playoffs in there. So he had two thousand yards rushing and like twenty eight touchdowns in the regular year. season. He had nineteen hundred yards rushing and one hundred and ten tackles. Yeah. And uh, our offensive player of the year was Will Damasca from North Branch. They scored 700 points this year or whatever it was. And he didn't have – like, he had really good numbers. But if you watched him play, he ran that offense so well. And if they needed him to, he can do a lot more. But just the nature of the offense isn't one where he's going to put up gargantuan numbers because – in the games he needed to throw when they were down against Armada and down against Freeland, he threw the ball around really well. And that was kind of a knock in years past. People were saying, well, North Branch can't throw. They threw the ball when they needed to this year. Yeah. Um, defensive player of the year was Tyler Fillinger from Almont, who, by the way, just committed to Macomb Community College to be their catcher. Cool. Oh, so, he is a good catcher. Yes, I like know. Baseball's you, his number one sport. You raved about him when he, you saw him yeah, catch. He, he, but he had a, a great year. Uh, he had like 80-some tackles total, and he did a little bit of everything. Yeah. Like He had a, a handful of sacks, like double-digit uh, TFLs. I think he had a few interceptions, a forced fumble. Like He had a really good all-around year. And our coach of the year was Kyle Rowley from Armada, first league title for them in 18 years. Yeah. And share of the BWAC, 7-2, and two, and has done a really great job with the program that, honestly – for a long time, was just kind of there. Yeah. But, yeah, Tuesday, we, we could do that Tuesday because I think Coach Cooper would have been a serious contender for Coach of the Year. Oh, yeah. I think Ubley would have been an op- maybe would have been an open and shut case for Team of the Year. And pff, any pick one of Brown City's uh, runners for, <laughs> for Offensive Player of the Year. Pick one pick of Ubley's, one of Ubley's runners. runners for um, but, yeah, we can talk year. about that a little more. Um, and we didn't do an all-area team because, if we're being honest, we could not have an, a, a, a – what's, what's the word I'm looking for? A – help me out here. A, not, not an honest uh, opinion, but a well-informed opinion yeah, about just, who the best left guard is in yeah, the area. Yeah, Who's the best on. free safety? Like, we're going off of what coaches would be telling us. We will do that for basketball and baseball because – we see it, and just the way of calling games and reporting games, you watch where the ball is. So, yeah, could we tell you who the best running back was, who the best receivers are, the, the people who touch the ball? Probably. Couldn't tell you who the best center is. No. Couldn't tell you who the best nose tackle is. I don't know that there'd be a best. The, the best center this year would be the one guy in the area that didn't have a bad snap because that plagued everybody this year. Yes, it did. <laughs> and by the way, with the some of these awards – like, when we were talking about doing this in the preseason, some of the names that came up, like a Zach Tetler, a Luke Fletcher, um, that pr- if they p- stay healthy, probably win some of the awards. That was part of it, too, is sometimes availability is an ability. Well, I, and, and for all of you that think your guys got snuffed, some of these were heavily debated. Oh, we heavily uh, debated. We, we had, I left the room during the conversation about coach of the year. I think we went what <laughs> almost two hours discussing yes. these. Yes. So, and there were a lot. 
and again, some of these we wouldn't have been wrong picking other people. No. Like, like I'll throw some names no. out there. Everybody who won deserved to win. Like, Coach of the Year, other names that were mentioned, Darren Letson, Joe Cannell, um, and uh, Jeremy Furman were all mentioned. And if we picked them, I don't think we would have been wrong picking any of them because you could make an argument for any of them. Yes. Um, offensive Player of the Year, we also mentioned Ryan Henney from North Branch. No Gavin Troy came up. Gavin Troy was probably our runner-up for Player of the Year as well. Yeah. But Hazen Leaders Because numbers. he plays both sides of yes. the ball and has a presence on both sides of the ball. Yes. Um, he was really the only one we had a true discussion because of the both sides of the ball debate. Um, Gavin Espinoza had a great year. Belly Grappi probably would have been in the discussion had he not gotten yeah, hurt. He, he's he missed another, like half the season. And he's another one that even in the numbers he did put up. Um, and deep defensive player of the year was a tough one because there was a lot of really, really good, yeah. but there wasn't one like on a pedestal where you went, holy hell, look at that guy. Yeah. Like Armstrong's name came up, but part he, of his flair was he blocked a bunch of punts and, that, and that's more special. Teams yeah. That's than technically defense. special teams. So yeah. just a little peek into how it went again. And oh, and the one other thing is. Just to, so we gave kids more recognition, because you could have made an argument Hazen Leader would have won all three. If you were player of the year, you weren't going to yeah, be offensive or defensive player of the year just because, I mean, 110 tackles, there you go. Yeah, that's, 1,900 yards, that's, there you That's probably more than a lot of guys had this year. Yes, yeah, so that that's just a little bit of how we did it. We're doing it for boys and girls basketball. We're doing it for baseball and softball. And hopefully, well, everyone seemed to be very receptive. No one, we didn't get a lot of hate mail and angry pitchforks and torches outside our, our It's office. early yet. It is. <laughs> but no, it was, they were not easy decisions. Oh, yeah, and team of the year. I mean, yeah, and the playoffs really didn't make it much easier if we would have included that. Yeah, no. No, I, I know. And it, 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 it was tough. Um, I think in the end we, we got it pretty right. And we were splitting hairs at some points. Like, I mean, some of the, like, if we go back and listen, it was probably funny some of the ways we were trying to separate people. Yeah. So, anyway, Dennis, you're at Marine City Flint Hamity tonight, Saturday night, 7 o'clock. The only 7 o'clock game in the state. You're really pumped about that. Well, I just think it's 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 <laughs> neat when I'd rather play during the day for two reasons. It's generally warmer, and uh, B for those uniforms easier to read in the day than the night. No, they're not. They're yes, terrible they're to read day. at any point. <laughs> the, the, the day is much better. Should have played in the day. I'm blaming Flynn Hamity and you that we're not playing in. The day. I'm staying away from this game. Don't blame me. <laughs> I'll be I in. Have to blame Allendale. you for something. Yeah. That's close enough. That's close enough to East China Stadium where you could have an effect on this game. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's get out of here, Dennis. It's late. All right. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.